In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Neil Patel about the secrets to using SEO to growing your e-commerce business. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 72. This episode of the Business of E-Commerce is sponsored by Drip. Drip is the world's first e-commerce CRM, and it's a CRM I personally use here in the Business of E-Commerce. Now, if you're ever in an e-commerce store, you need to give Drip a try, and here's why. They have both one-click integrations with Shopify and Magento, so it's super easy to get started and integrate with. Once you're there, they have all the segmentation, email personalization, and revenue dashboards that you need to give you an overview of how your emails are doing, how your campaigns are performing. But what really sets Drip aside is their visual workflow builder. It allows you to drag and drop different rules and build these workflows on how you want your emails to perform, decisions. It's super powerful and it lets you get started quickly and build basic rules at first. And then over time, you can get more and more complex. So it's something not other automation tools allow you to jump in there fast and then also get more complexity over time with all that power underneath the hood. So if you want to see why other e-commerce store owners are getting from Drip, from other ASPs like MailChimp, Drip is offering an exclusive deal for our business of e-commerce listeners. They normally have a 15-day trial, but if you sign up with the following URL, they're actually going to give a 60-day trial. So definitely check that out. Just go to drip.com slash BOE. That's drip.com slash BOE, and you can check them out. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pileski, and I'm here today with Neil Patel. Neil is the co-founder of Crazy Egg Hello Bar, and Kissmetrics. He helps companies like Amazon, NBC, GM, HP, and Vitacom grow their revenue. The Wall Street Journal calls him a top influencer on the web. Forbes says that he's one of the top 10 online marketers. And Entrepreneur Magazine says that he created one of the 100 most brilliant companies in the world. I asked Neil on the show today to chat about how you can use SEO to grow your e-commerce business. So hey, Neil, how are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? Doing good. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. It's uh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we get a lot of interest about SEO. So, and from your from your background, you're definitely a uh, expert in that. Can you tell a little bit about what you're currently working on there? Yeah, so I have an ad agency called Neil Patel Digital. We help companies of all sizes, including e-commerce companies, grow, and we just help them generate more sales, uh, manage their paid advertising, social media marketing, conversion optimization. The whole gamut when it comes to digital marketing, in essence. Very cool. So e-commerce companies specifically have some different challenges with SEO, right? They, um, they tend to have lots of product pages. Um, duplicate products. Duplicate products, yeah. What are some things you kind of see there as kind of a bit atypical from the standard SEO on, you know, a SaaS product or things like that? Yeah, you have a lot of duplicate content. Um, people using a lot of the same images, so you're not going to get as much traffic from... Uh, image search unless you start creating better quality images and you got to figure out ways to templatize your site and optimize it because you're not gonna optimize 10,000 products manually yep yeah so it's something that a lot of folks are starting with you know the standard like data right standard tags uh, standard titles descriptions but you need to start somewhere right to kind of optimize them exactly so where would you kind of recommend like the plan of attack on You've dumped a bunch of products in there. You started your Shopify, a big commerce site, and you want to 
stack growing and really leverage SEO? Where would you kind of recommend folks begin? Yeah, one, make sure you're pushing reviews. Reviews is great. It helps create more user-generated content, content that's going to be unique to your site. The second thing I would do is think about user experience. So are the images high quality? Do you have videos? Do you have 360 tours? All those little extra things not only help with user metrics, which indirectly helps with SEO, but it also helps with conversion optimization. Got it. Yeah. So anything that you can basically generate that's unique to you, right? Because you're already in a sea of other folks with very similar products. Exactly. Any other, I hear a lot of people talking about, you know, on page, but any sort of tips for off page, right? Because most e-commerce sites is relatively tough to get inbound links to them um, unless you're paying or doing something a little gray ad. Any kind of good things you'd recommend there? For backlinks, especially when it comes to e-commerce, um, there's no quick solutions other than to build a brand. So we found the ones that focus on brand building naturally build up the most backlinks over time. Uh, you can also create press and do product launches. We felt that works really well with e-commerce. If you're just selling you know, shoelaces and shoes that everyone else has, that's fine. But if you're releasing a new pair of kicks that no one's ever seen before, creating an event around it, launching them, or a whole line, kind of like what Apple does, but for your e-commerce products, it's a great way to get press, people covering it, backlinks, and that all does help with rankings in the long run. So let's say you're creating a new brand. You'd create specific products for that and then reach out to press and basically hope or ask type of thing that they give uh, some links because you're now unique in this special way. Correct. Yes. Assuming your products and services are more so products, your products are good. If your products aren't good, you're going to struggle with this. You may do people the first time, but after that, no one's going to want to cover you. Yeah. Cause this is one of the things you kind of see, you know, hopefully if you have some products that you're able to build this like factory, right? Where you can come out with unique products every X amount of time. And then you can go back to the same journalist and say, Hey, you covered me last year. We came out with this new product line. Want to check this out sort of thing. Right. Exactly. Got it. What are some other tips around that? Will you kind of recommend, or is it just difficult to get backlinks in the e-commerce world? It's difficult, but you can also do things like blog, create your own content. You can generate infographics that still works really well in the e-commerce sector. Um, let's say you are selling, I don't know, like toys, right? You can create an infographic on how a certain toy is made, like how are toys mass produced and all that kind of stuff, uh, or what goes into making a toy. Uh, you can even do like a animated infographic with, uh, GIFs in there that like show the process of machines, creating the molds and all that kind of stuff. So things like infographics still, you know, 2019 still work, right? Very well. Like a really popular infographic that's worth checking out is how a car engine works. If I was an e-commerce store selling car parts online, I would create infographics like that. Really? Okay. And and that's hopes that people are sharing them social or just around the web even? still get, They still get links that way or just all over the place? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. What are, what are some of the things that used to work and then kind of have been changing recently because you hear of a lot of people selling people kind of giving some strategies or might have passed their prime what are some things to kind of stay away from the the big thing that's worth staying away from that's e-commerce that i i don't know why people still do this but what they'll do is they'll take all right so let's say you're in the auto sector and you're doing really well what we're seeing people do is they'll take all the other parts from from their competition, that their competition is selling that they're not selling, 
then they'll go and take them and then add them to their site, add in more SKUs, create the same duplicate content, copy them, and they'll just like, yeah, we're going to do great. We're already getting a lot of search traffic. We just added another 5,000 or 10,000 items. We're going to end up crushing because we're already making X dollars per product we have now. We've doubled up. But if you don't take the time to get the reviews, you don't take the time to put amazing pictures, you don't take the time to uh, create ideally unique descriptions, you don't take the time to promote those products, you're not going to do well. And what we'll, we've also seen is it hurts your existing products on your site too because now you have a ton of junk products that aren't helping you. So it can actually damage the rankings that you have from the other products that are doing well. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's actually, So if you have yeah. 10,000 products that are doing well, you add 10,000 more, you do a, a half effort, it's really terrible. You're, you can also hurt your original 10,000 as well. Don't think just adding more products, adding more descriptions, adding more keywords gets you more traffic. You can also hurt your existing rankings if you do the wrong stuff. Why is that? Are you spreading kind of the SEO juice a little you, too you're thin? You're spreading the SEO juice, yes, quite thin. And then they analyze and look at your whole site, not just product by product. So if you have a ton of duplication, ton of crap images, crap user experience, it affects the whole site's rankings. I see that all the time when new folks kind of starting off, they go to a large distributor that has half a million products. And the very first thing they want to do is just take all of them, and put them on the site sort of thing. And there's some products in there that are like, you know, a replacement washer sort of thing for 75 cents. And you look and say like, these aren't going to like, nothing's going to happen, right? No, nothing's going to happen. I totally agree with you. Is there I a, also see the same thing now too, where when people are doing e-commerce and they're selling their own products, then they go on Amazon, they just add them up and they think, oh, miraculously, we're going to generate a lot more sales because we're on Amazon. Not really. You got to optimize for Amazon. You got to play the Amazon SEO game. It's a different algorithm. It is about reviews and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, and about using the right keywords. But yeah, people just assume that placing them on Amazon will make you do well. And they also don't realize that being on Amazon can also reduce your sales from your own website. How does that happen when you say they reduce the sales? Are folks just seeing it there and then not coming to the site? How does that work? Correct. Got it. If they know you're on Amazon, a lot of people, including people like me, I prefer to just buy from Amazon. So now, I'm not saying that doesn't decrease your overall sales. In theory, you should have more overall sales, but it can decrease the amount of transactions happen directly from your website. Amazon has a transaction fee, as you know already. Significantly higher, right? So you're talking, you know, if you just I think take 15%, I think it is something like that. It depends on category, and some of the categories are quite high. It's and then it's competitive too. So then the price is competitive and the fees are competitive, right? Um, so when you said Amazon SEO, that's actually a good one to kind of talk about because they're not so we're talking about search, Google, Bing, that sort of thing. But when you start talking about Amazon SEO, there's a different algorithm. It's most likely not as complex, but there are some nuances to it, right? There are nuances to it. Um, it, it, it definitely isn't complex. You can get rankings faster. People are doing shortcuts like taking all the people, uh, taking fake addresses, giving away their products for free, and that doesn't really boost your rankings as much in the long haul, you need to get people to actually love your product, love your pages and buy products from you. So how do you, what is kind of the, the thing, right? Let's say you start putting some pages there and there's just really no traffic to them. Maybe it's a new brand or maybe you're just not really hitting the buy box quite yet. It's a newer Amazon account. Um, what do you do to just start that 
snowball happening? You need to get people to start buying your product. You can start testing out Amazon ads. Even if it loses you money in the short run, it could help you gain in the long run. You need to encourage reviews, you need to do better pictures, more detailed descriptions, do keyword research. Um, all those things really help out, especially during the early days. If you have an email list, email them out, telling them to buy your product on Amazon, all that stuff helps. So it's really just need to pump sales through that as fat, like any way you can. Exactly. And Amazon then, it sees sales, it sees folks coming to the page and not bouncing, right? Because that, if you bring 10,000 people to the page and, you know, 10,000 people leave the page, then you're actually going down in the rankings. Correct. You don't want to bring a ton of people to the page and then have none of them buy because it'll tell Amazon that people don't care to buy your product, especially if your ratios are much lower than everyone else. But if your ratios are higher, they'd be like, oh, people really love this product, has more loyalty, let's place it higher. Any other kind of things like that? Because that's not immediately obvious, right? That, you know, a lot of folks are just, I've heard of folks trying to send just like, um, like cheap clicks to the page, that sort of thing, PPC, just to drive traffic, but that's not going to do it, right? No, you need very relevant, high quality traffic. If it's not relevant, high quality, it won't work. So what are some other kind of gutches there that people do that might be, that might be okay on your site, but not so okay in the Amazon world? Um, those are the main things that we're seeing, uh, in the Amazon world, you have to be careful about hitting up all those people and try to get them to come back to your site and buy directly from you. I believe in Amazon's terms, I could be off here, but they don't like that and you're not supposed to do that. Uh, but those are the main things. The algorithm is actually not that complex. Okay. So, and like you said, a lot of people I know are kind of doing the whole thing with ads, um, like Amazon ads actually can that's not really SEO related, but that helps SEO from everything I've heard, correct? Correct. It's not like Google. Google ads don't help with your Google organic. Amazon ads do help with your Amazon organic because it's giving you the signals you need. Okay, so totally opposite, right? Because Google, that there's a whole separation of church and state where they don't know about each other, they don't talk, there's no relationship, right? But with Amazon, that's definitely not the case. Yeah, exactly. So. Is that, something rec is that something when you're working with a brand to recommend to, let's say they have an email list, kind of hit that up and say, we're launching on Amazon. Is that something you'd recommend? Because then you're cutting into your on, you know, on-site sales or would it just go right to advertising if you have the, the funds for it? No, uh, I would recommend it. Don't look at it from a short-term perspective, what's going to create the highest ROI or is it going to eat away from another channel. Think of all as branding and making your overall business and e-commerce store larger. So the more you can get people to buy from you, understand your product, see it, review it, rate it, talk about it, it just helps everything. A good example of this is a company called Legion Athletics, e-commerce store selling supplements. They do a ton on Amazon but their Amazon growth has also helped their overall site as well. How is that exactly? It's, it's because uh, they're getting more buyers to be familiar with the brand that found them through Amazon and they're seeing naturally that people are coming back to their site and buying from them. Okay. Yeah, I've also heard some, um, some people who use Amazon, it's a lower margin, but because they're just then buying more product from there, manufacturers or wherever they get distributors, wherever they're getting from, they can now push, you know, just some bigger discounts and that sort of thing, just because it's just massive amount of volume they can run through Amazon. 
Bingo. So yeah, although they may take that 15% or whatever the fee is, because you can do more volume, you can also get your costs down, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And so if you have a bigger site, you know, bigger main site, you get your costs down. So even if you're losing the 15% there, it could get your overall costs so much more, right? And kind of grow the overall business. Yes. Got it. So back on the actual site, you know, Google on your own site, you're running your own store sort of thing. Once you're getting the traffic there, so let's say you're actually able to kind of start generating some traffic. What are some tips to actually convert that to sales, that sort of thing? And, you know, not just have them come there and read a blog and then bounce, move them from the blog, from the um, infographic onto an actual product page and to check out. So you're saying once they're on your Amazon, what could you do to get them to come back to your site and buy? Once No, once they're on your site. So let's just take Amazon out of the equation for a minute. Once you actually get them to your site and you're using things like blogs and infographics, how to actually get how to get them to buy at that point? I would more so try to get the email address and then offering you discounts, coupon codes, uh, or anything to just collect the email address for ebooks, whatever you want from their drip them and push them into buying your product. Okay. I found that to be the, one of the most effective strategies. Also have call to actions like free shipping, buy our products, buy this, buy that, right? It has to be related to the blog post, but yeah, that does well too. So the email, that's an interesting one, right? Because I feel like a lot of people go very, uh, they go straight for the sale, but you're trying to say even, even e-commerce and you hear this all the time, you know, like a high ticket SaaS or, you know, a course, info products, that sort of thing. Well, you want the email no, but address. Even e-commerce, people don't aren't ready to buy right away. If you look at cart rates, look at cart abandonment. It's ridiculously high. If everyone was ready to buy right away, you wouldn't have this high cart abandonment rate. So even e-commerce, you're recommending email address and then actually bring them into some sort of funnel from there. Correct. I'm not saying you should do that for your direct main site. I'm talking about for your blog and other channels like that, where the intent isn't to buy right away. Got it. So they happen to... So you wrote a blog post about the you know, 10 best hiking boots, that sort of thing. It's not someone actually looking to buy hiking boots. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe um, you read an article on 10 best hiking shoes. You can also link to the 10 best hiking shoes on your e-commerce store that you're selling and let them buy whatever ones they want. That you happen to sell, right? Exactly. What kind of, what kind of like uh, lead magnets will you kind of put out there to get people to in the e-commerce world to get people to sign up for a mailing list, right? Because a lot of folks don't have this kind of blog where, you know, you always see sign yeah, up my newsletter. Yeah, codes and coupons work the best. Okay. Everything that I've tested. I don't know why, but they beat everything else out. Sorry for the yawning. I'm like, I've been traveling <laughs> a lot. Um, I'm like, I'm still jet lagged from Europe. But, um, you know, nonetheless, it doesn't matter what you're blogging on, we've always found discount codes, coupons uh, to work really well, free shipping, that works too. Okay, so just put in your email, we'll email you free shipping, that sort of thing. Yes. At that point, would you then, so you send them the first email, they got that coupon code. What would you do from there to kind of stay on top of them and move them further down the funnel? Uh, then I, I would just end up sending them emails on pushing them to buy, like telling your product, your service, the the value that you're offering, what's great, um, all that stuff really helps. So any sort of, um, you know, cadence or like if, anything it, well, like if that? You're selling, like, if you're selling hiking shoes, you would just shoot emails on like, hey, you're the best hiking shoes. Click here to buy them. So you can be, at that point, now you can go more direct into the sale, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. So it happens uh Drip. I don't know if you've ever used them. They're actually sponsoring this episode. So 
good good one there to kind of dovetail into because they do kind of some of those uh, drip campaigns. But something like that, and how often would you be actually sending these different emails? Like how often would you space them out? Uh, I would space them out a few days at a time, especially at the beginning, and then after that, like once a week. Okay, once a week. And would you build? When would you? I get, I'm trying to phrase this correctly here. When would you go through the effort of segmenting down these campaigns? Because you see folks, they go in one of two directions, right? They do these kind of high level, just like show every pair of boots and it's men's boots, hiking boots, kids, that sort of thing. But then people go crazy with these where they segment down to these, you know, very particular types all the way down. And there's obviously like underkill and there's overkill. Where would you kind of, or is there, where would you kind of lean with that? Yeah, um, the the way I see it is the segmentation and all that kind of stuff and then really drilling down works well when you're selling a ton of products and you have a ton of traffic. So if you don't have those two things, you're not going to see that great of a result from it because the segmentation doesn't boost revenue as much as most people think. It works really well when you have a ton of SKUs and you have a lot of traffic because it helps you fine-tune and get the most out of your visitors. When you're still early on and you're not making as much money, you're better off just focusing on getting more new traffic than you are trying to convert, you know, a hundred people extra from an email list. Got it. Okay. So at that point, so there's kind of this um almost like TikTok approach to it, right? Where you should implement it, but then don't go too crazy with the campaign. Go back and try to get some more traffic. Go back to the blogging, the actual generation side. Once you get that, go back and kind of refine your campaigns. Exactly. Got it. Any kind of uh, tips or best practices around the whole uh, conversion rate, the conversion optimization part of it? I kid you not. Images from everything we've seen in e-commerce, product descriptions, the 360 tours, stuff like that helps more than things like fine-tuning your checkout page. So just super good product pages is what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. I feel like a lot of folks don't spend a lot of time, even some of the basic like images, right? Um, a lot of people are using, you know, doing like drop shipping, that sort of thing. And they're using these manufacturer images that might've been taken 10 years ago in a, in a warehouse under fluorescent lighting sort of thing. And you see this and it's the same image all over the web. So you have a, do you get folks that actually kind of even drop shippers that are bringing in products and taking like high rise images of them? Do people go to that extent? They should, they may not all, but they should. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those things you kind of have to start small, right? And divide and conquer. If you're selling 10,000 products, you're probably not going to do that all, you know, all at once, right? You could go look at your products, look at kind of some sort of top list and, you know, hit them up that way. Exactly. You can start off small and then go from there. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Any other kind of thoughts on things that would help kind of notes for some folks? Um. No, the, the, the main thing is the main thing that I would do if you guys just like focus on your images, your product tours, like the 360 degree views, the descriptions, the reviews, like focus heavily on the product pages. Don't focus too much on checkout flows or your homepage. Uh, the product pages is where I'm not seeing enough e-commerce focus their attention. They're looking at everything as templates, site-wide changes, link building. But people coming to e-commerce store to buy from you. If your product pages suck, don't expect your sales to be great. So really, just focus on focus on the product pages. At, the product pages are your product as an e-commerce retailer. Like that's the thing you're trying to get people to buy into in a lot of ways, and that's your so focus heavily on those. Yep. Awesome. Exactly. 
So before I let you go too, we we're talking before the show about um, Neil Patel Digital. So what are you guys doing there exactly? I know um, you said do some things, some different clients a bit differently. What kind of um, what's going on? We, we just we help people grow. Whether you're e-commerce, your SaaS, your B two B, B two C. Um, we have clients in all industries, especially e-commerce, and we just help them grow, get more traffic, get more conversions. Uh, you know, drive up the traffic from things like SEO, social media, paid advertising, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Taboola, Google Ads, shopping fees. We pretty much do everything. Awesome. So if folks want to kind of check you out, learn more about what you're working on, what can they do that? They can check out my blog at neilpatel.com or my ad agency at neilpateldigital.com. Awesome. We'll definitely uh, link to that in the show notes. So thank you, Neil, for coming on the show today. It was great chatting with you. Thanks for having me. We'll be right back.